Chris, I your face is like so very little. close to. <laughs> I, trust, I trust you so little that I realized that I had forgot to mute us on the intro screen, and I immediately I was like, no, no, I can't even trust him this one time. <laughs> he's gonna say something, or he's gonna <laughs> sing, and <laughs> it's gonna scare everybody. On the other I found that sounds very anti-creative. You sing whatever you want during the intros. Hi, my name's Sean Chaley. No, I used to. I used to not sing when I was. Anyway, keep going with the intro. No, 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 no. Tell me about this Footloose story. This is not Footloose story. I just I sing a lot more nowadays, just like around the house and stuff. Like I used to not sing at all. Like singing wasn't a thing that I did, and and I'm not good at it at all. But like I, I like to you know, sing around the house and stuff. But I didn't, I remember one time my wife, when we first met, she was like, can you sing something? I was like, I don't sing. And then now I'll probably annoy her with how much like random singing I do. Just like random songs. Like, I'm not a good singer. I think I can hold a tune fairly decently well. But anyway, just just a, a little tidbit. Oh, I think that's a product of having kids. You just start singing stuff. To... Yeah, absolutely. My name's Sean Chaley. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And now he's officially an influencer, which topic of today's discussion, very nice, is Yang Chen, the dawn of Yang Chen, pardon me. It's our spoiler-free review, so it's going to be a little concise, a little vanilla, but we wanted to get this one out fast, and then... Not we... vanilla. Well, not... I mean... Chocolate yeah. chip cookie dough. Peanut butter? Wait. i got to keep it a little Wait. vanilla, but vanilla's not bad. French, wait, French vanilla, here. rock and roll, chocolate chip, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop, there it is. Scoop. <laughs> that was my son's favorite song. Like he would, he would dance every time it comes on. This, Do a little baby was, dance. That was the the best Geico commercial. Wait, I don't even remember yes. if it was Geico or Progressive, but like that was very catchy. Yeah, um, I think it was Geico. Yeah. I think it was Geico. Progressive has their own slew of like. That kind of commercials also. Mm -hmm. I think that was Geico. Uh, but much better than... I don't like the salt and pepper song as much. Like, just the song itself. Yeah. And so it's not as catchy to me as that one. But this will be slightly vanilla, but that's okay, because vanilla is still delicious. But we're keeping it spoiler-free, relatively short. Not in the next two weeks, because, Chris, my week is... Uh, I've had a crappy week, but next week's going to be better, because I'm going on vacation for, like, eight days. Uh, that being said, we're going to pre-record two other episodes, and then after that, we're going to do our obscenely long, yes. thorough review <laughs> of, of the Yang Chen. Man, our, <laughs> our last uh, Kyoshi one was like a two and a half hours. Maybe it was longer than that. This is it was like a, a long... This is a season of a show right here that we're trying to talk about. You know what I mean? So... Uh, we may split it into one episode or into two episodes or keep it one. Uh, we might just do it and then see how we feel. But long story short, that yeah. won't be in the next two weeks. It'll be the one after that. So we're going to give you the spoiler free now, in depth, a couple weeks from now, if that's cool. But Chris, before we start, how was your week? I've already kind of interjected mine. Uh, You know what? My week is better than last week. Things turn around. <laughs> Around, uh, I'm not nearly as pissed off last week before that. Um, Chad Kalen, she asked how one of us would do it, just how we're doing in general, probably because of that. But I, I haven't responded yet because I just uh, something sometimes things just go out of my head, and uh, anyway, um, no, it was pretty good. I just applied for a new job, which I am, uh, my boss was like, Yeah, you'll be good for this, probably. 
I'm like, all right. And I won't feel bad if I don't get that one as much because that one's oh, a little bit more out of my house. Yes, internally. Okay, yeah. For yeah. a minute, I was like, Chris didn't get his promotion. He's like, screw these guys. No, <laughs> I am not man. that. No, I have a good thing going, I think, in my current employment. I don't. There's not I know, that but much I picture, around. I picture really dramatic Chris, like the opposite Chris. <laughs> yeah. Just extra spicy drama. That's what he likes. F this. I'm going somewhere else. That's the Chris Ford I know. I'm going to, going to Quiznos. <laughs> I hear they got benefits. Eat Quiznos subs. Yeah. Anybody remember that? Uh, That's terrifying. I don't. Uh, so yeah, it's on a little, little better. Things are, uh, I mean, a little rough week, I think. Uh, just, I, my schedule's all off. I have to watch my kids. That's bad to wait two of these days. But either way, I'm so sure my week's great. Good. Well, I'm glad it took an improved turn. And even if you don't get jobs, like when you're expressing that kind of interest and your bosses are taking an interest, like I always feel like that's a good thing by itself. But I'm also not a I've been... Agent, so. I've been uh, very busy in reorganizing my shelving space. Now Avatar finally like opened up all these boxes that I had. And so my TV, so this is my TV here. I'm not sure. This is not like MTV Cribs. I'm showing off my big TV. It's just like, I don't... This is my TV here. I don't have cables, so there's no signal. And... <laughs> you, do you remember Redman's MTV Cribs? No, I don't. You know who Red, Redman is a rapper? Yeah. And he, well, I he did into the I just think of him as like a, like Method and Red. I didn't know that he did his yeah, own yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Um, he did into the crypt. It was like the cheapest thing. He was and he, and it was, oh, it was just funny. Anyway, uh, Avatar related stuff. So I have my TV stand there, and I finally I decided to put. I had all the Avatar stuff on this on this shelf over here, but I was like, man, I got a lot of stuff, and I could just move it. I had some anime stuff over here. Anyway, I added a shelving space here, which gave me way more room. So now all my Avatar figures and stuff are over here. And I got it in the order of the elements, fire, air, water, earth. Earth, I mean, way more earth stuff. It's like pretty much just toff <laughs> and a statue of... It's earth, like Cabbage Man. Like That's how low earth is. They're coming out with a jet action figure. So, oh, looking no. forward to that. <laughs> um, Chris, the other I, day somebody at softball said, my cat at a softball game, during the softball game, one of my teammates, who I knew was a nerd, but I didn't know he was like a us nerd. Uh, yeah. He, what happened? I like dropped a ball or something playing catch, and he yelled, he's like, my cabbages! Some, something on that order. Oh, I was, nice. I was so proud of him in that moment. Because yeah. that means that not only is he a nerd, but he knows that I'm a nerd. Right? Like, we connected. Yeah. Ooh. I wish I knew nerdy people like that. Uh, oh, there's also a new action figure for uh, new action for Blue Spirit. New action figure for this rhino. It's freaking great. It's a great rhino there. But yeah, solid, solid. Fire Nation. Lots of, Fire Nation has, like, the most people. Right, you got oh crap. Well, what does that uh, you know. oh, I think I just threw up a <laughs> <Yeah>. little bit. <laughs> Finally, just most people, right? Got a lot of Zuko, but you got the Fire Lord. I I liked having this transition here between Aang and uh, the Fire Lord because it's their fight right there. Um, and uh, oh yeah, that Rhino that was it's uh, Komodo Rhino. That's what it's called. 
That's pretty cool for McFarlane. I mean, it's cool, but it's a messy name. Like, it's a cool animal. Yeah. And then, uh... Kimono. Yeah. Oh, that pops over there. When it comes to Air Nomads, it's just, like, Aang and Appa and Momo, and that's it. But at least real estate-wise, Appa takes up a lot of space. He does, yes, and I got two different Appas. He's got... And then... Yeah. And Water Tribe, there's Korra... Uh, Katara, Sokka, and Amon sneaks in there, and then yeah, Earth bent, Earth, Earth Kingdom is just tough. Suki, um, Boomy, like I found like much, an old Boomy figure. I don't like Pops that much, but Pop Suki is just cute AF. Look at her. Yeah, that's a good one there. That's a that's a great Pop. She lends herself well to that. I did order a like twenty inch three D print from someone. I hope it's legit, and I hope it. That's out fine. Like an Etsy thing. <laughs> it's a uh, sorta like so. I ordered a, a 3D Kiyoshi um, thing that I just have to paint myself, which is fine because I can paint action figures. If you ever order the files, if you if you buy the files, I have multiple people with 3D printers. That, then yeah, same story. But like they would charge you for the material, and then you pay for the file. Mm. Uh, so if you ever see files. That look legit. Like if somebody's literally selling the the, you know, the file yeah. for the print. I guess I don't know. I'm looking for a better name, but I don't know what it's called. Uh, but I no, can, I get what you're saying. I can hook schematic. you. Up. Uh, yeah, it's like a Maybe. CAD file, I guess. Yeah. Schematics. But uh, but no, I'm looking. I'm like for the longest time, my basement's not been organized. I've just been slowly trying to reorganize it, get my shelving spaces down. Right now, there's just a bunch of ash figures on the floor, which I don't. I don't like that. Um, they need to be up on, on the shelf. So a lot of rearranging stuff going on in my world. But anyway, all is good. Good. Uh, I don't have anything to show, but Chris, I will have some rearranging in the future-ish. Long story short is this wall over here is a small wall, and it's very ugly. And right now it's got like that cheap plastic, like, I don't even know what to call it, like college kid shelves on it. And it's holding up my DVDs and stuff, and it's just like bowing. It's just straight up like bowing. Um, but I think mm-hmm. I'm going to sort of refinish that wall and put, you know, the shelves that you put the rails, the vertical rails up on the wall, and then you like yes. can hook in. And I'm going to do yep. a whole wall of those um, for my Switch stuff, I think. I'm going to have a nice Nintendo Switch wall, I hope. Mm. Maybe a cute Nintendo sign or similar. Um, well, hey, let's jump into let's jump into the novel, which we both finished within the past week, I think. Yes, I want you to go first. Me to go first. First, first, yeah. First, general thoughts. We'll get a little, a little bit more detail on the way. But uh, give me your high level thoughts. High level thoughts. I stand by my sort of quasi thoughts last week, which is better than the second Kyoshi novel. Not quite as good as the first mm-hmm. Kyoshi novel. I think FC. My critique of him this time. Uh, we'll try to do like a compliment sandwich. My critique of him this time is he doesn't do a great job of describing action scenes. Sometimes it's hard for me to visualize action scenes that he's trying to describe. That could be a me problem. I don't read a lot of books, uh, but that's one of my qualms with it. Two of my positives of it are that, A, I love the character of Yang Chin. She is a tremendous mm-hmm. character. And B, I like how at the end of the book... And the story kind of wraps up, but then I like how it how it kind of 
ties ties up knots, but while also giving you like hints of maybe things to come after. Like it both ties the knots and sets up the sequel in a way that feels not forced. So like it was satisfying, a satisfying ending to a standalone book, but still with that like like come see what's happening next time uh hook and then i think i've already said this once but i'll i think it bears repeating is it kind of feels it kind of sets up like a bad heist not not that's a bad heist yeah, a mediocre heist story it kind of sets up like a mediocre heist yeah. story <clears throat> that just happens to be with characters and subject matter that i love that's my thoughts no so my general thoughts first of all i i, I really enjoy reading the book i one thing i i really just love getting back to the outside universe. The um, thing too, just to when, us acknowledging that we like reading books of any type, like that's a big step. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's we don't, small yeah. Prayers. yeah. I think this is, along with the Kyoshi novels, I think this is a must read for Avatar fans, without a doubt. Um, when I'm comparing to the other Kyoshi novels, I think this is a step down <laughs> from from even the, the second one, which I, I love the second one. Okay. Uh, I think the first one is like, the first Amazing. One, I think like, we would both agree <laughs> that the first Kyoshi novel is is maybe one of the better books we've ever read. Uh yeah, I mean and, and <laughs> again, I don't read that many we books. But bad. put to put yeah, to put in the context how many books what books I've read. Uh all of the Hunger Games novels, it's all of bad the that we're um, just listing the books we've read like it's a first <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're not. <laughs> I mean, if I and I and I don't, I read comic books. So there's that. That's weird. So my teacher, weird. my not my teacher, my sister who's an English teacher says that counts. The um, latest. Open comes in. The latest Harley Quinn's the season three has like four episodes out, yeah. and they they make a few a handful of like I find very funny Batman comic joke references. But anyway, another time. Oh nice. If you haven't watched it yet, I need to catch up. I need to catch up. I'm only on episode one. So I'll sleep episode two last night. Um, so, anyway, so it's put in context how many books I've read. Sounds terrible. Uh, the Hunger Games books, the um, Divergent books. There's another set of books that I read that I liked. I can't even remember them. And then the Kelsch novels. I never read the Harry Potter books. I know you have. But anyway, so that's when put that so put that in in, re, in reference but it's all yeah, and no, the kyoshi novel yeah why target yeah. audience yes and so i put the kyoshi novel probably well above the first one well above either one of those any any of those books i think the second one is really is really great i love the second one uh, quality wise, I play on par with probably some of the best of the Hunger Games that I've read, and probably some of the best of. Actually, I enjoy Divergent series more than the Hunger Games. Um, I do not so like that's, either that's of me. those because I tend to veer away from the dystopia because yeah. I have awful nightmares even as an adult. Yeah. And I don't know why I just said that out loud on my podcast. Other than that's a real thing that I have. Oh, but Sean, you did have a recently a great dream that you told me about. I had an amazing dream. I'll tell you at the end. Remind me at the end of this. It was the best dream I've okay, ever had okay. that was appropriate right. to explain on a podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so that's that's my review. The I found this book to be great, and no, I found it to be good. Um, I think it. 
it lacks direction for probably a good two thirds of the book. Um, I think that I think what you describe with that he doesn't describe action scenes that well. I I'm not sure if I agree with that because I don't think there's much action in this book. Okay. Like okay. there's not like a like in the Rise of in Rise of Kyoshi yeah. like. Well, like the Ash and that, I feel like I can visualize it and see. Like when she's fighting Zhu, and it's like in her eyes glowed, and he raised, and she raised the air column up to so and so's sky, and she held him with his hand, and he breathed fire at her, and he she sucked it out, and then she let him, she sucked out like his air, and then she let him go. Like okay, I can easily visualize those things. Even that, I recall, I had to read twice or like when she earthed yeah. up from like the bottom of the ocean that whole thing that was a little hard that was harder I'd that was definitely harder i think this one to your point there really is only one part that i would even kind of describe as an action scene and even then they kind of cut away from it a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. Weird. but even that i had to read it a couple times to like try to visualize what was happening mm-hmm. and i just vaguely remembered feeling the same way about the kiyoshi novels okay <laughs> Yeah, to me, there, there, yeah, there wasn't as much action, which Avatar has action in it. And I, I felt like that was not lacking at all. And either one of the Kyoshi novels, there's plenty of great fights in that, which is weird to say as you're reading passages. But uh, there's plenty of great fights in those novels. I feel like I'm just lacking here. Like, Yang Chen was fairly, like, reserved in her fighting, even though I, I felt like, okay, she's... She is a BA. There's certain scenes and moments where she clearly shows her level of mastery and and things, but it's never. It's not like a holy crap, guys! Like this is the Avatar we're dealing with. Um, but I don't know. So I feel like the action was a little lacking. Is it? Um, I feel like because it's a different style of, but like it's not that it's an issue because as Avatar fans, you know, like we have kind of an expectation, but the different style of the book itself like there was less action in the second mm-hmm. Kyoshi novel than the first and so it was a similar feeling to that like he was writing a different kind of story I guess maybe I think this one is a much different no I, I think in I think this is a much different kind of story so I think when <clears throat> I think I, I track with these kind of Game of Thrones perspectives right this felt like People were playing the Game of Thrones, but not fighting the Game of Thrones. Like there was a lot of like, I gotta politicize with this person. I gotta talk with this person. I gotta think about this person's mindset and what it means for if this happens. What it means to these people and these people. How can I play manipulate the game? This person has to worry about like a lot of people are trying to position themselves in a political manner in a way, like the big weapon, I'm not gonna spoil it, but the big weapon that they have here, like people are like, like where is this weapon now? Like, like Yang Chen is like, I can't have this weapon get out to there. I gotta find it, find out what it is. Now I gotta like sneakily hide here. I gotta hire this person, gotta do this. And there's a lot of maneuvering the chess, you know, chess pieces on a, on a, on a chess board game, but not a lot of just boom, boom, boom fighting type of deal it's like 90 percent setup 10 percent payoff as opposed to the usual avatar where you might be looking at like 60 percent setup 40 percent payoff yeah you know? like it's a, it is a different like it is a much different story like 
Yoshi's story was like, I'm going to find this mother effer and I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Shadow Kyoshi was a little bit more political because right, she's dealing with like, here's his fire lord and like, she has to go to like this palace. She has to present herself a certain way and, and stuff. There's a little bit of that Game of Thrones aspect too, but it was still like Kyoshi's way more like one <laughs> one one mind. Um and then with Aang and Korra, there's like little like like, oh I got a position of power and you know, I gotta like move chess because it's like, no, we're we gotta solve a problem. Most of the time it's gonna involve us kicking someone's butt. Like we'll try to solve things out in a <laughs> in a nice manner, but there's gonna be some action happens. I uh without again without trying our best not to spoil or go into too much detail, Chris, last time we talked, you were still in a place where you're getting close to seeing what and so we we keep saying the weapon. That's not like a secret, that's like in the in the prologue mm-hmm. of the book or the Synopsis, summary of the yeah. book or whatever. So there's this the secret weapon. Weapon of mass destruction almost, yeah. And so on one hand when I figured out what the weapon was, on like my my initial reaction was sort of disappointed. I expected something like, yeah, like bigger with yeah. more like, pizzazz, more whatever. <laughs> but I will say that the longer I got into it, not the weapon like potency itself, but I love, but I love what they picked. Like I love the sort of origin story for the weapon mm-hmm. that they picked. Yes. And I thought that was really cool. So I, I don't know if it makes sense that I was simultaneously disappointed I and pretty excited. I completely understand you. Okay, right cool. Now. I, okay. For some reason, I completely understand it. Because yeah, when, when I was first reading it and understanding what the weapon was, I was like, oh, it's this. And then I'm like, oh, I was like, man, that's it. I mean, yeah, yeah. The whole but then the more you think about it, you're like, you're going to pick that? Yeah. But the more you think about it, you're like, oh, okay. Well, I get it. Like, that, that is a very dangerous weapon and no one has like it's it's and then you and then you start thinking about like all right like there's you know like w- 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 things political powers can change depending on who has this weapon and things like that as a weapon of mass destruction which i think somewhere it literally described it as that that might have been a summary in the in the in the sum, in the synopsis, it said a weapon of mass destruction. So what's important here is not in the book. I don't think it says that in the book. I think it says that mm-hmm. in the true, in the correct. But as a weapon of mass destruction, it's underwhelming. But as like kind of a like a origin story for another avatar thing, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to talk about that more. Yeah. Likewise, Chris. Uh, anything else in particular that stood out to you? That needs addressed. Uh, oh, spoiler free side. So, I, I said this before. I absolutely love Yang Chen. I, she might be my favorite characteristic of of any avatar because she's she's not like a, a normal air nomad. Like, <laughs> like she is so in in the Avatar: Last Airbender when she's talking to Aang, she seems so much more holier than thou. Like. I'm Avatar Yang Chin, young Airbender. Now, even in the Kyoshi novels, when she meets Kyoshi, she's very much like she just comes off like this higher being, be even to other avatars. Or something. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Um, 
<clears throat> and so to see this Yang Chen, who's, you know, she's 17 or about 18, who's, who's like, all right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this game. I got to trick this person. I got to talk a certain way here. I got to, like, be me and, and stuff. And I got, like, she's like, screw my past. <laughs> like, and that's, that's a really interesting uh, thought. Uh, which again, also, uh, also, I feel like I realized I tweeted this out. Like, the more I learn about new av- avatars, backstories, and stuff, the more I feel like they would be like proud of Korra because a lot of Korra just like, like she got disconnected from the past, and <laughs> and thinking through Yoshi novels and and the Yang Chen novel, like all that knowledge, it's it's not as beneficial as you think it is. Like, it's a lot of, all these thousands of lifetimes don't agree on stuff. It's like, <laughs> like I mean, it's and like they all can't help you. But it's yeah. like, you're still talking about an encyclopedia of past crap. It's not like predicting the future. Which, to yeah. be fair to Aang, he didn't listen to his past lives either, I guess. So Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I bring up Korra because all the time people are like, Oh, Cora killed the past lives. I'm like, one, she didn't. Two, it's not that big of a deal that you think it is. Uh, like, sure, I miss them too. Like, one, but one thing that I think so kind of tying into that that I am excited to see is based on what we learned in the second Kyoshi novel about Korok, and then sort of technically about Ying Chin in the process, mm-hmm. and it kind of left like the tiniest bit of a bad flavor of Yang Chin in my mouth. Like I had a great taco, but it had Mm -hmm. cilantro on it. And that was the little bit of bad flavor in my mouth. No offense, cilantro people, but I want to hard shell taco. What's that? Was it a hard shell taco? Chris, you know, I take my tacos soft and evenly spread. Um, Okay. Good, 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 good. I I disagree with the notion (laughs) that every bite has to be the same, but I prefer a consistent experience. I do agree. Um, Everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't necessarily have no, I'm sorry. Everybody doesn't have to be the same, but it has to all be good. It can't. It can't just be like lettuce and shell. Like what the? What, what, what are we doing here? Top and then meat at the bottom. Taco yeah. Bell, take a lesson. But but there is like at the end of those, it's just like a little bit of a bad flavor for Yang Chin because like there is some amount of yeah. negligence. Uh, yes. By correct. And so I want the second book. This because this book didn't really do it for me. This book made me feel like oh she's yeah you're right you're spirits right. or whatever. Um, and so I want the. I hope the next book about Yang Chin gives us like scratches some of that itch. Like, what did she do to to neglect them? You know, mm-hmm. this one I I expected more of that in this one, and there was almost none of it. Like, what little spirit was mostly like, oh, she's kind of yeah good spirit leader person. Random tangent. Um, I've been lately thinking about like. The spirits in the outside universe are mostly like well intentioned. They're like, "Hey, don't burn down the forest and stuff." But sometimes I'm like, "This ain't your land. Like, you have your whole you spirit whole world." But so I was recently, my daughter. It was yesterday. She just turned on Beginnings Part One and Part Two because she loves those two episodes. And so I just stop what I'm doing. And I watch it because I love those two episodes. And they did go back to the spirit world, but still, like, there's like. All right, spirits. What? How would you like it if humans, which they want to do, just go into the spirit world and start mining them for like resources? Because they have. And I also came to an interesting notion that the spirit world has unlimited resources, but spirits don't need resources. The human world has very limited resources, but it has something that I think some spirits 
want like spirits don't have nature like they 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 definitely care about nature care about like preserving things but they don't seem to have that in a spirit world probably because in a spirit world everything changes and it's not about preserving things but they're just kind of interested there's two worlds that people have don't have the other world has probably more so to what they would need but spirits that's been coming into the human world all the time being like no you gotta like Sometimes burning down, burning down the forest, you need to cut down some trees. Like there's a certain balance and stuff, but cut down some trees to build land and, and stuff like that. Granted, Fire Nation would just burn down whatever, like just for whatever. Yeah, they were doing it to be assholes, but, not to. Yeah. Uh, D and D Dungeons and Dragons actually helped because in my mind, spirit like in the spirit world. It's always like, well, there's, you know, there's good spirits and those are the ones that tell you not to burn down the trees and there's bad spirits and those are the ones that just eat you and <laughs> capture you forever. <laughs> but then uh, I started playing D&D &D and there's like a similar construct inside of D&D. &D. It's like, not really that so much as it's like chaos in a literal, in the literal sense of like constant change and that's just kind of all it is. And so when I'm thinking about spirits saying don't burn down trees, it's like, well... Maybe the spirit comes over here and inhabits this this group of trees because the group of trees is relatively static. It does not change. Yeah. And it's calm. Uh, so anyway, thanks, D&D. &D. That was weird. Um, one other thing about the book that I think was lacking compared to the Kyoshi novels was um, I felt like the POV writing, because even though it's not narrated by anybody, FCE is clearly writing it with other people's point of view. I feel like he split it up too much. Like there were times where we, from the other guys, I guess we could say his name. Yeah, it was Can't it was almost like a dual. Kavik. Uh, I'm gonna say Kavik because uh, that we we kind of yeah. thought that sounded the most water tribe like. Yeah, sure, Kavik. Um, yeah, it felt like it was a half and half story sometimes, and even other times the. Uh, antagonists had like his own thing for a couple of different chapters, and so like I wanted to focus more on Yang Chen, and so that sometimes that was the hardest parts to read was when it was uh, Kavik's perspective when Yang Chen wasn't even there, and I'm just like uh, I just want to get back. Yang like Chen part fifty fifty, like I would have a hard time I think, saying that Yang Chen had more content than Kavik. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, um, and. And that's another thing. I feel like the side he was not as strong as Rongi. Nah, no, he's right. not as. And <laughs> it's not that he's not, not an I don't, interesting character, but he's not as engaging as Rongi. Yeah, and I think what it is is he has had a and long relationship, and so you see, you see how their relationship develops and everything. And he, in this instance, it's not this world. He just. He, he, him and Yang Chen are, are getting to know each other. Um, <clears throat> and so, I don't know, that wasn't as strong. And I think the side characters, just general side characters in Yoshin, I was like, hey, Ron, the Flying Opera Company, like, those side, not comparing them to Kavik, but those side characters were way more interesting than, like, I can't even remember a lot of their names, like, side characters in, in Yang Chen. I pretty much just remember... I mean, Jess Soon is there, his, her sister, but she's, she's, she's there. Um, yeah, and then she had like people helping her, but they weren't like some of them just weren't that 
And so it felt like it was very much focused on Yang Chen and Kavik, and I felt like Yang Chen should have more to do with it. I feel like I'm sounding way too negative on the book. I really enjoyed reading the book. It's a like it's a must read for Avatar fans. But I just had a little more issues with it, or maybe a lot more issues with it than the previous novels. Uh, I would say Kavik is the kind of character. I'm gonna just don't take this the wrong way, fans. Please don't. I'm gonna describe him as a Haru-like character in terms of like character mm. with enough interest to carry an episode. Right, as like oh, yeah, I, I, I would, I would probably put him like slightly above Haru, but I think that's a good comparison. That, 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 like, give me like an episode character, not a not a compelling yeah. novel. Like in a novel, that's like a to me a novel is like a season yeah. of a TV show, and yeah. he's not like I a they, protagonist number two. They had some really great interactions though that I love that we'll, we'll get into uh, later. I love how she ended yeah, her yeah. treatment at the end of him. I I thought that was great. I was like, yeah, you do that thing I can't talk about right now. <laughs> uh, I just like how Yang Chen... Like Yang Chen is like somewhat controlling in a way. Like, yeah, not... Manipulative. I mean, she is... She, she is manipulative, but she's, she's also... She, she, she wants to get one up on people, almost. Like she's like, I'm going. I want to be in a position, and she talks about this a lot about being who's in a position of power and stuff like that. Um, uh, she tends to have a higher position of power in, <laughs> in, than than uh, Kavik does in their interactions. Chris, let's play. Uh, let's end on like because we've been. I wouldn't say super negative, but maybe moderately seem less enthused than I think we are in reality. Yeah. Let's end on like a positive. Hit me up with a positive, spoiler-free note. Uh, love Yang Chen. Love her characteristics. Um, I love how I love the relationship she has with the past lives. Um, and um, I, I, I mean, I feel like it, it's all, it's all, it's a lot of it's just Yang Chen. Um, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. I loved the, I loved the setup of the figurative conflict um we it's not that it makes for the same level of like engaging story as we've met but we're talking about avatar at this point during not a time of crisis not a time of crisis yet right they're like preventing it yeah we're like just seeing an avatar do avatar things and she's doing real avatar things she's not off learning different kinds of bending or training or like overcoming serious illness or whatever. Like we're just seeing a regular avatar in regular avatar times do regular avatar stuff, which is something that we don't really get a lot of. Yeah. And so that was a and I, for me. One of the things I love that's kind of worthy love is that I love just how much respect that the role of the avatar has. Like people have to recognize she's the avatar and you have to, sort of walk on breadcrumbs when you're uh, uh, breadcrumbs eggshells when you're around I mean, breadcrumbs that's the easiest walk on whatever yeah. agreed yep absolutely uh chris uh, any- I, I still i still really enjoyed reading this novel i think it's a absolute must read for any avatar fan um and you can jump into it you don't have to read the the Kyosha novels to uh, get on this, you can still get into it. Uh, probably give it a like a uh, for letter grade wise, I'll probably give it like a B. Yeah, a B. Good B. Do you, on a scale of ten, is a B like a like an eight? 
Eight, eight point five. Uh, like that. Like a seventy-nine. Oh, that rounds like up to the All right. Seventy-nine and seventy-nine and a half. I'm gonna give it a 80, <laughs> 83. Like I don't want it to be a B minus territory. I want it to be a low B territory. So I'm gonna give it eighty-three, eight point three. I guess. Eighty-three. Yep, that's why I'm gonna stand at it. Uh, it, Chris, it'd be really cool. I think if somebody hasn't read the Kyoshi novels yet, I'd kind of like to see somebody read this novel first. Mm, first, yeah. Like a chronological on it, but um. That's my final thoughts is, hey, if you've read none of them and you're interested, read this one first and tell us how it rolls along with the Kyoshi novels. Uh, Chris, anything else? Uh, I don't have anything else. Tell us about your dream. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me. Chris, after I got about halfway through this novel, um, so it was after last week's recording, relative size like 100 to 150 pages in, I had the best dream ever because I was an airbender. And in up, well, I was the avatar, but I was using airbending to fly. And so I could jump really high by pushing out of my feet. I didn't have a glider, just had my feet. And so I was jumping. I was using it to do like inane, stupid stuff. Like I was dunking a basketball and things like that, you know, avatar stuff. Mm. And then, and then something happened and somebody needed help. And I don't really remember how it happened. But then I went to the avatar state, but it was kind of like the giant koi fish, except for I was like a giant lizard person kind of thing. Like it was very reptilian. Uh, I'm gonna say it was like a dragon person, in from Ooh. from D and D or or the lizard people from Skyrim, but anyway, I was like a giant one of those, and then I could just straight up fly, and I was just straight up flying in my dream. Oh man! And then there's that little Sounds part where you're like, great. you're waking up, and it's like you know that you're waking up, and then you're starting to realize it's a dream, and all you want to do is just like, I gotta close my eyes, I gotta get back, so I gotta keep flying, and I couldn't do it, and it broke my heart. Yeah, and I had to wake up and go to work. And it was making me teary-eyed just thinking about it. So, hey, read this book, and maybe you'll have dreams where you're the avatar and you turn into a flying lizard person. <laughs> that's the that's the best endorsement this book could have. That's, that's, like, that's the good parts that people get from drugs without any of the bad parts. <laughs> don't do drugs. I'd say if, if Inception was a real thing, I don't know if I'll be able to. I, would just, I just can't try it because <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, I'm going to go back and do Inception. Right. Listen, fam, you guys are great. I got my other Inception family in here that treat me way better. I'm going to go fly <laughs> and be with them instead also. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds like something I would do. Um, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Let us know your... Hey, don't spoil anything in the comments of this one, please. Don't put any spoilers in the comments. But we'll do our big, super long one or two episodes in a couple weeks, and then we can spoil everything as much as you want in those comments. In the meantime... My name is Sean Shaler. That guy down there is Chris Ford, a.k.a. the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame and apparently now novel literature influencer fame. Mm -hmm. And this is Avatar The Last Podcasters. We'll see you next time. Adios, amigos. Four, five, four. Chalupas. Chalupas isn't even, probably not even a Spanish word. It probably is. Also, my wife just Gmail messaged me, and that's gonna, that noise is going to show up.